I'm Saul Goodman. Did you know that you have rights? The Constitution says you do, and so do I. Emma Simonson. How are you doing today, Emma? Good. How are you doing? I am doing, as I am often want to say, even though it's not a word, fantabulous. And Sounds great to me. Especially since I get to talk to a college student. It's always awesome to have college students on the radio program. But first, why don't you tell everybody, you know, what are you studying? Where are you from? Kind of that kind of stuff. Set the stage for us. Uh, who are you? Sure. My name is Emma Simonson. I am from Chicago area. I'm from Arlington Heights, Illinois. I'm a second year physical therapy student at the University of Evansville. And that's a grad program, right? That's correct. I am in my second of three years of graduate school for physical therapy. I'll finish up May of next year. Well, fantastic. Did you, where did you do your undergrad? Did you do it there as well? Same place, actually. Yep, I did my undergrad also at University of Evansville. I have my bachelor's in athletic training. Okay. And uh, how did you end up in Evansville all the way from Chicagoland? <laughs> uh, during the college search in high school, Evansville sent quite a bit of mail my way and um, hadn't heard of Evansville before I went to school there, but uh, they sent a lot of mail. They had a fantastic athletic training program and uh, direct entry into grad school. So I didn't have to do a whole lot to apply. I had to keep my grades up in undergrad and um, those things kind of pulled me down to Evansville. And uh, the University of Evansville, what kind of school is this? Public, private, big, small? Uh, University of Evansville is a private school, fairly small, uh, about 2,800 students. Um, we are set right in a neighborhood um, affiliated with the United Methodist Church. We have a new chapel on our campus. And um, as small as we are, we actually are Division One. So that's kind of fun for my athletic training background. I got to work with D1 athletes. And a big basketball school, right? Isn't, that, isn't basketball kind of the deal? Yeah, we don't have a football team, so basketball is probably our biggest sport. And um, we've got a really nice board center, downtown Evansville, where they play. And let, wait, let me guess, it's the purple, don't know, don't, the purple, the purple faces. No, the purple, the, <laughs> the purple aces, right? You got it. Wow, excellent. And what does that mean, actually? Purple aces. Well, we have because uh, we wouldn't want to have like the are... orange aces. How do you distinguish? Be I mean, right? 
What's We've got a uh, riverboat gambler actually oh. running around at our basketball game. So it's uh, a little bit of an interesting mascot. Okay. So it's kind of a uh, kind of a, a casino card game kind of drawing <laughs> ace kind of a kind of a thing. Yeah, I think so. I think he's got a couple of uh, ace cards in his in his hat when he walks around the basketball okay. game. There you go. Well, and you've had a chance. Uh, I've had a chance to come visit. You have a, a fairly young, but a a growing and building uh, campus ministry outreach there. Tell us a little bit about the about LCMSU life in Evansville. How do you guys have yourself organized there? Absolutely. Yeah, we were very excited for you to visit back in November. Um, I don't know, maybe maybe a year old at this point. So definitely young. Um, we have in LCMSU Evansville, we have two campuses in Evansville. We've got University of Evansville and we've got also University of Southern Indiana. So we try to reach out to both of those campuses and it's a combined effort of both East and West Evansville circuits actually. So, um, all the different congregations are able to reach out with laity and with pastors, um, doing Bible studies and hosting meals and things like that. Um, so definitely I'd say a unique structure from what I've seen from other LCMSU chapters. Well, and that's, you know, and every, every, every place is completely different in that regard. And a lot of our campus ministries are structured differently. And one thing is always, uh, for sure, it takes, uh, the utilization of students that are committed and you are certainly one of those. And somehow you got harangued into this whole little thing called writing a constitution <laughs> for a student organization on campus. Now, if that is not the I most did. exciting job in the world, I cannot imagine um, what would be. But, uh, you know, for all of our listeners out there, I'd like to say that we've been planning this program for months and months and months. But the truth is, um, Emma sent me a little <laughs> note talking to me about uh, how they had been working on their constitution. And I finally got back to her today and I said, hey, why don't we talk about this process on the radio? Because if it's that exciting in person, how much better radio could it be than talking about legal stuff? So <laughs> it's got to be done, I suppose. <laughs> it, it does have to be done. Now, why why be an RSO? Uh, we talk about an RSO. And of course, in Missouri Senate, sometimes mm -hmm. RSOs are recognized service organizations. Well, we're talking about our student clubs. Every university has right. them. They probably have 100, 200 of them, whatever they have at the University of Evansville. And uh, every college and university has these things. They've got to be run by students, for students, you know, all that kind of stuff. And you have to develop a constitution. Um, so tell us about the pro how did you get how did you how did you get wrapped up into get, being the one? To, how did you get so fortunate as to be able to do this? <laughs> Um, I suppose I've been the main UE contact. We have um, definitely a, a good group of students involved. Um, I suppose I've been the main point of contact. Uh, and we decided to go for university recognition because we'd really like to be able to advertise on campus. Right now, all of our advertising is through Facebook, and so that's kind of limited us a little bit. So we'd really like to advertise our Bible studies and other events through um, the campus. And so that's why we're mainly going for the university recognition. Um, 
to get started, I um, got a couple constitutions from other secular groups on campus and then a couple other LCMSU chapters. Um, Pastor Wilmer up at um, IU and Deaconess Mitchell over at Ball State were gracious enough to send me their constitutions. And um, I called on a couple other students and they were um, very, very helpful with uh, writing this and proofreading it and trying to get it ready for um, review by the student engagement office. Well, and that, you know, one of the things that people don't realize whenever I'm asked, well, if you're going to start a, maybe the first step that you do to start a student group on campus isn't to start the student organization, but it is, it is close to the top because a lot of the things that you do are around the periphery of campus as long as you're not recognized by the campus itself. You're probably going to end up, you know, students can go to a student life page of the uh, uh, University of Evansville website and then click on religious organizations and then you go, oh, well, it's too bad we're not there. How do we get there? Well, you have to right. be a registered exactly. student organization. It's wonderful to be able to, I'm always preaching about how we got to meet on campus, be on campus. In fact, when I had a chance to, to visit you guys, if you recall, what's the one place that I just, my mouth dropped open when we walked into it on campus? Do you remember? Uh, new chapel. The chapel. It's like, there's a chapel. There's a chapel. You got to use this. Use the chapel. You're like, well, and everybody's like, well, you know, we have, to, you have a wonderful church. One of our LCMS congregations is just barely off the campus. You've got other congregations involved. Yes. And of course you want to have people um, move off campus to go to our LCMS churches. That's, that's a given. But what better thing to be able to do than to actually gather together if at all possible, to utilize the facilities, whether in the student union, at student orientation fairs, um, all the various access points you have. But in many cases, you could also use that chapel, which would just be, to me, phenomenal. In fact, I will go on the record right now and say, you guys get used to that chapel sometime. I will come and I will lead something at chapel for you. I would love to do that because it's about being... Sounds good. It's this heartbeat of being on campus. So... The point for our listeners, anybody out there is interested um, in starting a, a student group, you got to get on campus so that you can get recognized, get seen, and get visible. Um, so the first thing that you do, and we're going to go through this as a Chancellor Zill's tips for, for RSO uh, development for constitutions. The first thing is a name. Now, you guys are calling yourselves what? Uh LCMSU Evansville okay. is what uh, we're known to. That's how we have our Facebook groups and all that kind of okay. stuff named. And that that's fantastic. And and you so you're using that as kind of a as a group to kind of oversee both of these whatever campuses you have in the area, especially University of Southern Indiana and the University of Evansville. That's correct. It's an umbrella term. We're trying to because we have both circuits working together. We're trying to keep it all under one umbrella. No, and that's fantastic. And I think it's important to have the name LCMSU. I mean, nobody will necessarily, non-Lutherans maybe won't know what that is. Um, but those mm -hmm. that are looking for an ELCA campus ministry won't necessarily, it won't be, there's kind of some truth in advertising about, um, and people are getting conditioned. They see the LCMSU logo and they see these different things. And by the way, did you, have you guys, have I gotten you guys a logo? Do you have a logo, a custom logo? We have gotten a logo, but with uh, two campuses, it's a little difficult. So we've actually switched back to just the uh, blue and green one because we don't want to choose one school over the other. You can rotate them. No, what, what I would do is get one created for both schools and use them both separately. And uh, 
anyways, well, whatever you want to do is fine with you, but just so everybody else knows out there, um, because the goal here is not to diagnose your process, but to just talk through it since we were talking about it. I figured everybody else, who else, if you're out there in the St. Louis area and you're driving around on I-270, this has to be the most enlightening discussion possible. So <laughs> now membership um, is always another article that always comes up. And usually campuses make you uh, put up with and put in some sort of a non-discrimination clause. Now, one of the right. things now I'm assuming now that your school actually have one that they said you must put the, this exact wording in there or were you able to kind of, as far as you know, make it up yourself? They didn't provide one. Um, we didn't receive a template. So what I did was I um, took it from a secular uh, organization's constitution that had already been approved. Okay. And this is, uh, yeah, that's a great way to go. Cut and paste. You don't have to, foot, there's no <laughs> footnoting in constitutions. Cut and nope. paste what you have seen has worked elsewhere. But usually, yeah, usually you have to have one of these non-discrimination clauses and it'll say something like LCMSU, whatever the name of the group is. In this case, LCMSU Evansville. You know, uh, we have this, we, we don't discriminate against anyone in our group um, with regard to their race, color, creed, religion, uh, national origin, gender, sexual orientation, age, or disability, whether or not they're a Cubs fan or a Cardinals fan. I know that one's a hard one for many people. But... The bottom yeah. line is you have to put these things in here. But the thing, one of the tips that I always want, I want to make sure everybody understands up front um, is that this is a club. You know, people always yeah. get, well, we don't want anybody telling us that we have to have this, that, and the other thing because we are always, you know, in this hyper PC environment getting, uh, getting mm -hmm. uh, people coming after us on these things. Put the non-discrimination clause in there. And the trick is, you may have to put that in there, but remember, this is a club. This is a club. Right. When, we were, when I was at the University of Wyoming, we were very specific. We put in our constitution for our student organization. Here is the, this is the non-discrimination clause. And then membership, then we had another clause that said membership in this RSO is not to be equated with membership at any local LCMS congregation. Now, they didn't tell us to put that in there, but it was a way to kind of minimize the potential negative influence of having to put a few of those things in. So, just right. a little That's bit. That's good. It makes it very clear. Yeah. No, you, you want to be clear that anybody's, anybody's welcome. I mean, we want everybody to come. I mean, wouldn't we want Absolutely. everybody to come to our stuff? We want them to learn the gospel. We want them to learn the proper distinction of law and gospel. But... We also don't want them to think that uh, this is the church. It's a club. It's a student organization. Mm -hmm. Now, what kind of requirements do you have in terms? You usually have to have some sort of an advisor. That's correct. We are required to have an advisor. They can be um, any faculty or staff that's employed by UE. Okay. And... Uh, and you happen to have somebody, you have somebody that's like an LCMS member of one of the local congregations or someone like that that can help out with that? We do, yes. Um, Dr. Gruenwald is a math professor, and he is going to be our advisor. Excellent. And he attends uh, Our Savior Lutheran Church in Evansville. Oh, that's excellent. You know, for those of you out there, let's say you're trying to start a student group, 
and you don't have, you're like, well, I wish that we had a staff person or a faculty. If you don't, sometimes, it, it, this is going to sound crazy, it's okay to have someone be a staff advisor who maybe isn't even Lutheran. Not just because what yeah. they're basically saying is, you know, if I was on staff and somebody said, we want to start a chess club, and I'd be like, well, I don't really know chess. I don't really I happen to. But if I didn't, I'd be like, well, I'd be willing to be your advisor if you can't find one. doesn't mean that they're right. going to rule the group, but it means that they will be kind of a liaison as needed. So, But anyways, that's fantastic. Um, how many officers do you typically have to have for one of these things? Um, University of Evansville has a couple different levels of organization registration, but we've decided to have president, vice president, secretary, and treasurer. We're preparing for, you know, trying to have funds, even though we don't at this time. We just want to cover all our bases. And that's kind of the normal, you know, president, vice president. It's very, Mm -hmm. very, very vanilla and boring, but everybody knows what it means. Um, so, uh, anyways, and a uh, couple other things that people often how how often are you guys? You know, how do you have kind of a set uh, time that you meet on campus? Usually, you have to have some, a certain kind of a generic meeting time. Do you guys do that? We're actually. I thought we would have a requirement. But we're actually not required to have meetings according to the university. I think what we're required to do is have the meetings in order to have the elections each year. Um, but other than that, we won't have typically meetings for that unless we're doing elections or other amendment changes. Now, a lot of uh, college campuses require like signatures of students that are registered. Do you have to have so many of those to be able to do this? We do. We have to have five members, and so we have to submit a roster when we submit our application of a minimum of five students okay. involved. So you get at least five students. And uh, yep. what you need is five officers, and then you say, hey, we're all going to have an officer position. Who wants this? <laughs> exactly. That's the approach I think we'll take. <laughs> That's not bad. Some schools, it's upwards of 12 to 15. We used to have to get 15 signatures. Um, wow. And uh, I used to kind of game the system if I'd be like, oh, we're short a few. And it wasn't because I didn't have enough students, but I'd go up to students uh-huh. and randomly walk Excuse me, I'm I'm the local Lutheran pastor here. Uh, do you think uh, maybe you're not? I don't know if you're a Christian or not, but do you think that the Lutherans should be able to be allowed on campus? Yeah, everybody uh-huh. should be able to have a voice on campus. Here, would you sign this? <laughs> so you know, there we go. It works. It doesn't mean they have to come to the group, but it means that they usually have to say, "Well, I think." And you know, to be fair to universities, um, they don't want. 800 clubs 400 of which aren't really meeting and they also want to make sure that you know this is a legit thing that there are really people here that are not doing something you know that's uh, that's going to be bad uh, in, in terms of right, definitely. the civic nature of things so uh, well let me go through I have just a couple of tips from Chancellor Zill Chancellor's tips here for con- and I thought I would share these with you as we wind down here, just to have a couple minutes, and uh, thank you for being such a good sport. Very proud of no your problem. Group. And uh, got to give a shout out. Uh, uh, now, there's a guy just across the river in Illinois who I'm assuming is listening religiously to my radio program. 
by the name of <laughs> Reverend Sean Smith. Now, he kind of helped get your group going originally, didn't he? Wasn't he kind of working it? That's true. Yes, definitely. Now, he had, he wore a bow tie a lot, if I recall. And that is not a, requ- he does. It is he not does a requirement of people for student organizations to have to have an advisor that's wearing a bow tie. But it probably <laughs> probably helps some of the nerdy, wonky types. Uh, if you go and turn in the Constitution, they probably would love to see the bow tie. But... Never hurts to be well-dressed. There you go. I digress. So let me um, give you my five big tips. All right? Can I do that? Yep. Number one, when you're drafting a constitution for being a student group on campus, keep in mind um, that the less that you say, the better. This thing is not to... this This is a governance document that's designed to basically give you structure to your group and how you how you live move and have your being the univer people at the university and other students may or may not have a clue what a lutheran is or what an lcms mm-hmm. is and so the less inside baseball um that and there's always a temptation to want to put it in there because it's like well we're being lutheran and we should be lutheran don't get me don't anybody misunderstand we we want our groups to be Lutheran, because if not, what's the point, right? But right. The governing document, the less that you say, the better. This is just that. It's a governing document. And that goes along with my second tip that I always like to share with people. Don't limit yourself by putting so many things in the Constitution that if you don't fulfill it, you might find yourself in trouble. And so if you're not sure that you're going to do something. I always use the example my first congregation in their church constitution, which is a different thing. Um, They literally had in there, the annual voters assembly shall be the second Tuesday or whatever it was in the month of April in the evening. Well, my Uh first year, that was Monday, Thursday. And we had a big fight because, well, we must fulfill our constitution (laughs) And I'm sitting here going, we are not having a voters meeting <laughs> instead of the divine service. It's Holy Week. Right. And the real simple thing is just don't limit yourself by making it so specific. Now you're having to fulfill the Constitution rather than letting it just kind of be a framework for you. So third. Right. Again, you have to put the non-discrimination clause in there. Don't be worried about it. It's just fine. Um, fourth, don't create um, red flags and draw more attention to yourself, to your group than necessary. There are people out there that are looking for reasons to not allow Christian groups on campus. Um, so the best way to do that is to kind of limit some of the Lutheran jargon. Um, keep in mind that this is that this these are student groups for students by students. Hopefully, you want to have a local pastor or other Lutheran workers from the outside involved but they kind of have to be tangentially so. Sometimes it's better to not necessarily limit to to place them into your governance document for the student group, but you might allude to them so that it's not a surprise that somebody's helping you off campus. And this is the biggest thing. Right. This is the biggest thing. Can't say this enough. Remember, this is a club. It's not the church. You're not writing a doctrinal treatise. You're writing a government structure about a club for students by students so that you can promote good Lutheran, um, good Lutheran 
uh, theology and fellowship on campus. So, uh, Emma, um, any any questions that you might have or any other further thoughts you might have? Have you enjoyed the RSO uh, constitution process? Or are you looking forward to it being done? <laughs> I'm really looking forward to being approved. Um, wasn't something I would have picked to do writing a constitution, but had a lot of good help and uh, definitely learned a lot. So it was a good learning process, and I'm looking forward to seeing it carry through over the next semester so while I'm still on campus. Well, and please uh, please know that, uh, and again, you've been a good sport. Um, I just talked to you today and said, hey, why don't you get on the, get on the radio? But I think this is a worthy <laughs> discussion to have. Some people never get around to this process because it can be a little daunting. And I guess the whole point here is Definitely. It, doesn't, it doesn't need to be. It's a governance document no. of a club. Uh, it doesn't need to be bigger than it is. Uh, but thank you to you and... Uh, uh, Pastor Wiest and, and uh, Pastor, is it Esterline, right? Yes. And yeah, we have several pastors. I mean, I've had a chance to come visit, and it's beautiful to see. I love um, I love seeing students like yourself uh, taking an interest in this, and even though you're... Uh, Back home again. Well, that's all we have time for here today in the Student Union. Remember, college kids, college is tough. You need Jesus to build hell.